Hello, and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast. I hope that wherever you're listening from today, you can be refreshed and empowered to go and serve well. With these raw and authentic conversations with other Christian women in healthcare, we're going to talk about the struggles, the victories, and all the ways that the Lord moves in and through His servants in the healthcare field. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Wellbeing Podcast. So today's episode is going to look a little different. Um, I still have somebody here with me, but we're actually going to be answering some questions um, from Instagram. So I put on my story a couple times a little question bar um, so people could ask you know, questions, what they've always wanted to ask a nurse or any stories that they wanted to hear um, just so we could, you know, have a fun episode. So today I have one of my coworkers with me, Alexis. She has quickly become uh, one of my really good friends. I think whenever you have a coworker that you really click with in nursing, I feel like you just become such close friends really fast because, I don't know, you see some crazy stuff together and you go through traumatic things together. Um, So it just quickly connects you. So Alexis, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, tell us maybe where you went to nursing school. I don't know. Just give us give us a little intro of who Alexis Busby is. All right. Hello. So my name is Alexis and I work at UT Southwestern with Casey. I went to nursing school in Tyler, Texas at UT Tyler. I am originally from Greenville which is a little nowhere town. And, and she has a cute little Southern accent. I do. And <laughs> uh, now I live here in Dallas, not very far from work. And yeah. Yay. Yes. <laughs> we literally were talking before this. I'm like, we're going to laugh a lot. So <laughs> this is just, this is going to be a more fun episode just for all of y'all. It's lighthearted. Yes, very much so. Okay. So we'll start off um, with, a funnier one, I guess, or a more lighthearted one. Um, so somebody asked, do doctors and nurses interact socially at the hospital? And I also got lots of ones saying like, find your McDreamy. Okay, y'all. I, see, a lot of people say you're going to marry like a doctor, you know, it's Grey's Anatomy. It's not like Grey's Anatomy. It is not at all. Um, we only interact with doctors when it has to do with our patients, really. Um, they're typically already married, and I don't really think they're going to think I'm attractive when I have bags under my eyes, a mask on, my hair's thrown up, and my scrubs. Like, it's just not a reality. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, days are way too busy to be, like, searching for a man. I'm worried about other things. Yeah, I don't have time to flirt. No, <laughs> absolutely. I don't even think I know how, so... Uh, <laughs> Also, I don't brush my hair before I go to work. I have zero makeup on. Mm-hmm. It's in a knot on the top of my head. So yeah. it's, I, you know, it's not a pageant there. So yeah, no. unless they're like <laughs> really impressed with the way that I give a med or something. I don't think they're yeah. going like, to I mean, the most me. interaction is like if they're in the room when I'm going to do a med pass and I'm like getting updates on them like in real time instead of over the computer. Yeah. I'm like, but, hi, I'm their nurse. Are you the doctor? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. We just talk about the patient. It's really just that busy. Like, nobody's like really doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. But one fun fact. So at UT Southwestern, I've noticed there's a lot of med students at our hospital. um, And I don't know if it's just like a Texas thing or what, but 
I've seen multiple people wear cowboy boots under their scrubs. Oh, for sure. And I really like that. I feel like our surgeons do that too. Yeah, I think so too. I, I should do how. that. My- what would you think if I did that? If I just showed up? Although I have jogger scrubs. So my I boots- also do. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> my boots- on the outside. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That'd probably get us to socially interact because people would make fun of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the wrong socially interaction. <laughs> okay. So another question we have. Somebody asked, how many butts do you wipe on the daily? Several. <laughs> um... It's well, probably my least favorite thing to do, honestly. Like, I'll do wound care, but I do not like cleaning up after a bowel movement. And it's harder when they can't, like, turn themselves. Yeah, I mean, so quick shout out to our PCAs, our patient care assistant, because they um, are there to do things like like that. I, we yeah. still can, mm-hmm. but um, they get the calls for, like, the bathroom assists or cleanups or, like, food assist, stuff like that. And um, so they do more of that than we do, although we do do some of it. Great. Big shout out to them because they're fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of people outside of healthcare don't really know like what techs do unless you've been in the hospital. Um, But yeah, they're a huge help for us because they do the vitals, blood sugar checks, um, all the bathroom, everything, uh, stuff like that. So it makes our day a little less hectic because it's already busy. Um, besides all that stuff and so on days when you don't have enough text and you have um, like nurse total cares you are very much more thankful for your text and mm-hmm. all the work that they do yeah they are fantastic they, they do the things that don't require a degree but are still like so extremely helpful yeah so. exactly um somebody asked when do y'all eat Great question. Uh, um, sometimes never. No, yeah. I mean, just whenever like it opens up in patient care tasks, mm-hmm. I go. Usually, I try to keep it between like one and three, but it is when it, whenever it is. Yeah. Um, I die before then, so I try <laughs> to go between like eleven and one. But yeah, it's just that's kind of part of your time management is you have to figure out where there's space to take lunch and kind of create that space. Cluster care. Yeah. Um, So you give all the meds like before and see if they need anything. So then you can have maybe 30 minutes where nobody needs you. Um, Which is rare. Yes. You also have to like base it around your buddy for the day. So you have a nurse buddy and you're responsible for their patients while they go eat and vice versa. Yeah. So one can't time, go at the same time. One time they made the mistake of putting me and Alexis <laughs> as a buddy. We 100% went at the same time. <laughs> yeah. We were like, we're like, oh, let's have lunch together. We were like both free at the same time. And so we go down to the cafeteria, which usually we eat on our floor. We go down to the cafeteria to eat and we're sitting there and I get a call like, my patient is not doing okay. And... I was like, oh, I'm at lunch. She's like, oh, okay, I'll call your buddy. And then Alexis. We were like, please don't. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. And, like Alexis gets a phone call and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, I guess <laughs> I guess we better go up. Yeah, that would be the reasoning behind don't leave with your buddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> well. um, at that point, the charge nurse is responsible and they're also busy. So <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, so somebody asked, what are the first few months as a new grad like? I don't even know if there's words to like, <laughs> to, like express that. I don't think I was prepared. No. You I just, feel like nursing school prepares you well for the NCLEX and for a little bit of the job. But like, I mean, they can't really prepare you. No. I mean, they, they do their best, but 
and it's so different right now with like COVID and short staffing and just everything going on in the hospital. It's a little harder, but we, so we just had our six months of being a nurse and we went out to brunch and kind of talked about the ways that we've grown in the past six months and just looking back on where we started and where we are now, where we are now. Um, and yeah, we've grown in so many nursing skills. Like I used to be so scared to hang IV fluids and now I do it like literally I don't even have to think about it and I can hang them or, you know, whatever it is, whatever the skill is. But like besides just nursing skills, I think we were talking about I've just grown so much in like resiliency. I'm so much stronger of a person because I've had to rely on the Lord so many times in a shift because I'm mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. Um, and I like I can't I feel like I can't keep going, but yet I have to care for this person. Um, and so I've seen like the Lord just strengthen me so much. Um, I don't know. What are some of the other things we've talked about? Um, yeah, well, so like the first few months are like really challenging. And like that goes back to like when we were talking about uh, how easy it is be- to become really close with coworkers that you already click with, because like not only are you relying on them from day to day, but also the Lord. But we were talking about um, it really those first few months really strengthen like not only your resilience and stuff, but like learning how to set boundaries with patients. Yeah, that one's like a really hard one, one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, that's a work in progress and just, um, not only resilience, but like endurance too. Yeah. Like there is just your three days a week feels like so much more than three days a week when you're doing 12 hour shifts. And a lot of times the shifts just really, I mean, you have a lot of patients right now with COVID and our, our floor is just heavy. So the shifts are taxing so yeah definitely one I think one of my pet peeves is when people are like oh you only work three days a week mm. yes I, like, I get all my hours in those three days yeah but I'm still full-time you so don't understand yeah, I feel like the next day like after working is like spent a lot of it's spent recovering like mm-hmm. and I feel like now my body's used to the schedule but it's like a mental recovery and sometimes when you don't have like several days off in a row there's not you mentally recover just to go right back. So yeah, exactly. I I think I got off track there, but definitely, oh, okay. I think <laughs> that the, the first, first few months, months are just, they're very busy. Mm-hmm. My brain literally feels like it has cannot expand anymore. You're learning a lot, and even like the seasoned nurses who've been there for years, they say they're still learning stuff oh, too. Yeah, every day there's just something that comes up every day that like I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Didn't especially hear about it in nursing school. Especially because we both work in like med surge, acute <laughs> yeah. medical. And so like you literally see something new yeah. every single day. There's nothing that we can't get. I mean, unless yeah. it's like. Except for like labor delivery or. Yeah. I mean, we don't get like the know. specialty stuff, but it's just we see a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. So, so many times, saying, like, I really just want to take pictures of the things oh, going I on. And I, and I can't. And I'm like, ah, I can't describe yes. it. So that's why it's fun, like, with Alexis, because she can go into my patient's room with me and, like, help me with something. Oh, or, yeah, like, we, she's probably had a, that patient before. Yeah. And we'll be like, oh, my gosh. We uh, definitely can make a two-person task out of a one-person task. Yeah. So. <laughs> definitely. But yeah. Um, okay. So next question, somebody said, do nurses still take healthcare advice from their moms? 1,000%. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't know that I would say healthcare advice 
maybe sometimes it's more just me being like, mommy, can you make my doctor's appointment? <laughs> like, you're like, like we interact with doctors and yet all the time. <laughs> it, it's There's something like I work in the hospital and the job itself. I knew that I was going to work in the hospital, but I hate them outside of work. Like I don't want to be there outside of work. Not even just in a sense of like, I don't want to work today. It's like, I don't want to be there for any ailments. I just yeah. refuse to believe that I'm sick. Like, just <laughs> okay. I don't even have like a piece. I don't have a primary care physician. Like I don't see a doctor on the regular. Oh, me either. Absolutely not. When I'm was my like, last checkup? I don't know. Probably when I was born. Yeah. <laughs> like if I don't go to the doctor, then nothing, they can't find anything and nothing's wrong with me, right? That's right. That's how it works. Don't ever take that advice ever. <laughs> go to the doctor. Yes. Um. But yeah, like whenever I feel sick, I'm calling my mom, mom, like my throat hurts. What do I do? Oh, yeah. She's like, okay, you need to get this expectorate and this decongest it. And well, I'm like, okay, where do I, what brand? <laughs> like, moms asking her are like part time physicians when they're like early oh, yeah. moms anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like taking advice from a doctor. They, yeah. they already went through it all with kids. Basically. So yeah. They so, know. you know, this podcast, even though it's directed to healthcare workers, is directed to all the moms as well because. You Bless know. your souls. You didn't get paid doctor pay for having yeah, kids. So we're sorry. We took from you. <laughs> Love <instead>. you, mom. <laughs> okay. Another question. Somebody asked, do you talk about hilarious or crazy patients like teachers do students? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And there's also like I've been trying to learn. There's a fine line because like I don't want to gossip about a patient. You know what I mean? But also you need like healthy venting or just like talking about like, oh, wow, this crazy case. So it's not like a burden on you. Mm -hmm, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, a fine line between I don't want to gossip about them or like talk bad about them. But like I want to talk through their cases or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, talk about like why things frustrate me because mm -hmm. um, those complex cases like the question was talking about, I mean, they're they're taxing. Yeah. So. But yes, we definitely do. Yeah. And like hilarious. I'm trying to think. Hilarious yeah. or crazy patients. I'm trying to think of like something we can share of like a crazy or hilarious patient. Like sometimes we'll have a couple of the like old or like the dementia grandmas on the mm, floor or something. Yeah. That oh my gosh. There was this one. I don't know if you remember her. I mean, I can't really say much about her. But she was there for a long, long time, and she'd always come out in her fuzzy robe and, like, walk down the halls. Oh, yes. And, um, yeah. you know, saying, like, I need to go home. I need to get yes. my keys, whatever. She did that to me. <laughs> yes. And you're just like, yeah. ma'am, like, you're in the hospital. Please go back to your bed, you know. And at one point, she came up to the nurse's station. Like, there's this little – I don't know what you would call it. Like, the nurse's station, there's a bunch of, like, chairs and um, computers and, like, countertops and stuff she just like sat up on the countertop <laughs> and just like crossed her legs and started talking with us she's like so ladies like what's going on with y'all and we were like do you want to hand out the patient assignments because it was around shift change and so like the night shift nurses were coming up and so she was like handing out the patient assignments yeah and then she was like asking like i need glasses and I, I don't know who – somebody found, like, reading glasses in a drawer and gave them to her. And they're, like, the cat eye ones. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the red cat eye ones. Yeah. And she, like, put them on. And, I mean, she probably couldn't see at all. But, oh, my gosh. It was just so funny. We were just rolling. I mean, you just have to go with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like every day there's something funny. I also just laugh at almost anything. But – I, I laugh. I mean, the patients are. I really like old people, and old people always say something funny. Oh yeah. So 
all my little old people that are like, can I adopt you? I'm like, please, like, yeah. take me home. We'll oh, yeah. have a good laugh out of that. Like, or, we get a lot of relationship advice from old people. Oh, for sure. Are you married? You should be married. Your husband should treat you right. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I had one. Can families, you tell him that? <laughs> family, <laughs> families are like very interesting as well. Yes. Um, and I had one family member who was like, your eyes are so pretty, you know? And, and it was like dark in the room. Um, but I was like, yeah, thank you so much. She goes, your eyes are gorgeous. You must have a really attractive man, don't you? I was just like, what do you say? Like, what do you say to that? You're a professional. Yeah. And like. Oh, yeah. He's fine. Like, no, you can't <laughs> respond like that. Like, like no, ma'am. I actually have never been in a relationship. That's when you start <laughs> flipping the conversation. But yeah. I don't like, know. Tell me about yourself. Because you're like in a professional role. So. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely break character a lot, though. Oh, definitely. I feel I mean, like I'm that's like, what makes you like 22. What do you expect? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, I also like, in addition to funny things yeah. about like patients and stuff, I swear I forget how to talk when I walk in the hospital. So I always like mess up my words and laugh at myself. Too. <laughs> okay. But like sometimes reading off meds, some of these people have meds I've never heard of oh, in sure. my life. And I'm like trying to say it and they just like laugh at me and they like, if it's a really rare med, they've probably taken it for a while from some like cancer or rare disease or I don't know, something that they have. I'm over here like trying to say like oh i have your mobile map they all in like nab map yeah (laughs) and i'm like zab yeah or (laughs) super long ones i'm like and then they they're like you mean da 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 and i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) you think i'm awful yeah like yes i meant that med it's learning a new language honestly it is learning always like the fallback of like when they're like what is this med for for you (laughs) (laughs) no i haven't heard that one (laughs) oh well, that's an option. That's it. What does this med do for? It's for you. <laughs> Duh. Like, I don't really know. That's when I just Google. Like, I honestly oh, yeah. Google I it. mean, we have resources too, like, yeah. beside the stuff on our computers. But, like, you know, I like it. Depending I'll print on, out. Sometimes I'll print out, like, a fact sheet for them. You have to, like, read the patient to see, like, what kind of jokes you can make. Like, yeah. I'll hit them with that if I know they're, like, fun. And then I can, like, literally look it up and tell them what it's for. Or, like, <laughs> I like to do the... You know, when I'm checking a sugar, let me check how sweet you are. Oh, yeah. You're too sweet. Or I scan their bracelet. And I'm like, always... oh, look at that. You're priceless. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's mostly the old people I do that to. Can we, do, we need like a series of like dad jokes in the hospital. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, that. whenever I'm doing blood sugar, um, I'll say like, all right. Well, I took three or four blood sugars like all in a row one time. And like every every time I went into a patient's room, I was like, okay, what's the lucky finger? And they're like, oh, they always like their middle finger. And I'm like, oh, that's the lucky finger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So another question. Somebody said, uh, what's your favorite specialty and how can you land your preferred specialty at a good hospital? So, yes, we have things to say about this one. So my favorite specialty is women's services. So whether that's labor delivery, postpartum, anything like that, I absolutely love. Um, But obviously, I'm in med surge right now. And I didn't think I would be in med surge. I feel like all of nursing school, they're like, oh, I don't know. There's this weird stigma of like if you start out in med surge, you weren't smart enough or you weren't, I don't know, like it's frowned upon to start in med surge. but the thing is, what I've learned, I, yeah, I wanted to go into women's services. I wanted to start out as a labor delivery. You know, I wanted to start out like where I wanted to be in. But ultimately, 
like I got offered labor delivery somewhere else at a, another hospital. And then I got offered med surge at the hospital I'm at right now. And I didn't take my specialty because I wanted my preferred location over that because I wanted to learn from the best hospital. I wanted to get that good foundation no matter what specialty I was in because I knew that that would be really important. And I wanted to love where I was working. And I'd heard great things about the management and just like the education at our hospital. Um, And so my favorite specialty, labor delivery. But um, yeah, so landing your preferred specialty at a good hospital, sometimes you have to pick or choose if you want your specialty or the good hospital. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I did the same thing. I got offers for like what I wanted elsewhere and then ultimately chose Southwestern. Um, There's like a stigma going both ways around med surge. Like you will have all those professors in nursing school that are like, you need to start in med surge. You need to do a year or two in med surge. And you have people that are like, I would never do med surge. That's the hood of the hospital or like whatever (laughs) it is. Like, you know, but I will say like, ultimately I'm learning so much. I don't think there's anything we don't see. So I don't feel like any of my skills, if anything, I feel like I've gained more and like cultivated the skills I already knew more versus like losing them going straight into a specialty, which again, nothing wrong with that. But my like dream is like trauma ICU. I'm an adrenaline Mm. person. I like the, the gore. So Hopefully, maybe that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one I call when I have nasty dreams. So. Yeah. She just had a bike crash. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and so. <laughs> my, my knee, my knee looks awful. Listen, y'all, I never get injured. I like to do, like, I'm adventurous and I will go do things. Like, I don't know. Like, I go camping a lot. I go, I grew up on an off-roading park, so I, like, would ride four-wheelers. I just haven't been hurt in a while. Um, and I was riding a bike with little kids and I just <laughs> managed to stay on their bike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not. Um, yeah, it's pretty nasty. It is. It's, it looks, it's yeah. rough. She had a, a horrible bike crash. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So somebody asked, do you have a future career goal you hope to accomplish one day? I thought so. (laughs) Uh, I feel like going through nursing school, you have this like idea of a timeline of what you're going to do, where you're going to start, where you're going to go from there. Or like if you want to be bedside forever, that's cool too. If you want to start in your specialty and stay there, that's fine. But originally I thought nurse prac, which is still on the table. Um, but also, I've never heard it. Nurse prac. Nurse practitioner. Yeah, yeah. I've oh. just never heard it shortened like that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> you're not in the hospital with medical lingo, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just joking. So thought that, and now I'm kind of interested in CRNA, which is certified registered nurse anesthetist. So like working in anesthesiology. But another goal is like possibly trauma ICU and another goal is like possibly traveling. So yeah, who knows is the answer. Yes, uh, I have goals. I just don't know which ones. I'm trying to get settled as a new grad right now, like where I'm at and then think about those things a little closer to time to switch if I want to. Yeah. And that's the thing. So for me, my dream was always just be a nurse. Like that was in my mind. That's the end goal. Like, okay, I know the Lord's calling me to be a nurse, so I just want to be a nurse, whatever that looked like. And now I'm here and people are like, okay, like, where do you want to go next? Where do you want to go next? And I'm like, I just got here. Like, yes. like, give me give me time. Like, There's no rush to go on to the next thing. 
Because I feel like you can always be chasing something bigger and better. Always. Right? Like, but I want to learn to be content where I'm at and like where the Lord has me right now. Yes, I want to dream and it's good to have goals. But ultimately, I don't want to constantly be thinking, okay, this is what I want next. This is what I want next. Because like I said, I want to be content at where the Lord has me. And I want to learn and be fully present where I'm at right now and experience the fullness of joy of where the Lord has placed me. Um, But with that said, like I want to eventually be in women's services. But again, I don't have my own timeline for this. This is the beauty of it. I always was like, okay, I'm going to go to Baylor and then I'm going to go to the nursing school and then I'm going to be a nurse. And then after that, I don't know. So it's kind of cool because I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm a nurse now. So I'm totally willing to go wherever you call me next, whatever that looks like, whatever specialty I am willing to listen. I don't have anything holding me back right now. I don't have a family. And so I think my future goal is just, you know, trying to obey the Lord and his will for me, which is kind of hard. And, you know, sometimes it's like, is the Lord telling me to go here right now? I'm not really sure. It just takes a lot of prayer and, um, you know, resting in him and, you know, trying to hear his voice and the doors that he's opened. But yeah, so for me, like, yeah, there, I mean, there are things that I would like to do, but ultimately I'd just be happy. I mean, that sounds cheesy and like cliche Christian of me, but you know, like I, I'd truly be happy wherever, wherever the Lord leads me next. I like that your experience is like completely opposite of mine too. Like mm-hmm. you're the one that was like, I just want to get to bedside. And then from there, it's just like, I don't know. But then yeah. I'm like such a type A. So I was always like, oh, once I get to bedside, I'm going to do this route. Like I'm going to go to my master's and then now with CRNA, possibly grad school. And like I was really planned out. But it's funny because we both like end up in the same situation of like now that we're here, I'm completely confused on like what's next. (laughs) So like I feel like it doesn't matter how much you have it planned out. Things change. I mean, that's with anything though. Oh yeah. But I mean, goals, yes. And like aspirations, yes. But uh, like set timelines for them, I feel like always need to be a little bit like flexible. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> things happen. Oh, yeah. And like you're a nurse for so long. There's so many years to do yeah. whatever you want. Like you can do it all if you wanted to. Like nurse education. I've never thought about that, but that might be kind of fun like later on in yeah. life being a professor or something. Like getting off your feet, getting out of bedside, like yeah. doing a little, not desk job, like, like kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, Yep. The last question we have, we're going to kind of combine. Um, a lot of people asked, what's the strangest case you've ever had or what's like the creepiest, scariest interaction you had? So people, I think, just want to hear about patients, you know, like. Rightfully so. Which makes sense because mm-hmm. like it's so hidden, you know, like there's so much you can't really hear about or talk about or anything. Mm-hmm. So people just, people want to know like, okay, what's the craziest things that you've seen? Because it's interesting. I remember. Woo, whenever I first started nursing school, like my friends love them so much, but I would like talk about the nasty things I'd see in clinical and we'd be like eating dinner and they're not in healthcare or nursing whatsoever. They're like, Casey. And I'm like, what? Isn't this funny? And they're like, uh, maybe not right now, but <laughs> I feel like you always have something to talk about though, being a nurse. Yeah, that's so true. Like the, my conversations, I feel like with anybody about the job are not boring like yeah. that's one thing it's not is boring oh yeah the exact opposite I don't know I I don't know that I've had like creepy yet maybe like mm. you know, sometimes 
I had one patient say kind of like weird things. I had one patient last week call me baby girl. Oh yeah, that is creepy. And they were like yeah. closer to my the flirting age. thing. And with, I'm like, like older mm, men. Or like- I'm a professional. Like I don't want to be called baby girl. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you can call me Casey. You can call me Nurse Casey. Anything other than baby girl and telling me how I smell really good. Yeah. Yeah, that is creepy. I don't know. Yeah. For, if I hit the opposite for like interesting, I had a patient that really should have been on a more progressive care unit one time, but his skin, he had a skin. <gasps> yeah, that one. He had like a skin disorder. I think it might have actually been cancerous. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, I can only remember like two weeks ago, but <laughs> uh, short term memory loss. But his skin would just, it was all like sloughing off and it was super painful for him. It was just something I had never seen before. We had to. It was all like black, right? Like yes. Dead. It would just like fall off. Like you couldn't touch him. You couldn't do anything. We actually had to cover him up with a shower curtain because you could not put sheets on him. Um, but he's cold because like once you lose your skin, you don't have any thermodynamic like regulation anymore. Looking at those uh, big words. Back to school <laughs> for you. No, I'm just joking. But like legitimately, that's pro- that's one of the weirder things I've seen just probably because in the six months I've been there, I've seen a lot of things repeat. I feel like patients come in waves to the floor. We have waves of chest tubes, waves of cancer, waves of sickle cell crisis, like mm-hmm. all these things. That is a very standalone case for me. I've, yeah. I still haven't seen anything like it. Like sticks out in your yeah. mind. Yeah. There's, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, like I had a wound one time, literally I'm like packing the wound and like it's up to my forearm. Like literally my hand, my wrist, half my forearm is like inside of this patient because their wound is so deep and yeah. I'm just like packing it. So obviously it's going to smell bad. But then also like you have to think about, okay, you have these patients with these situations and these wound care and stuff and then you have to realize they're a human like if I was in that position I'd be so embarrassed that somebody would have it to do this you know I wouldn't want them to think it's funny or embarrassing and so you have to talk with them like they're a human because they are you know like they are also made in the image of God and so how do I go about caring for them in a loving way you know and so sometimes it's like putting aside my human character of like, wow, this smells bad. I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because they're human and they they need this care and they need it to be done well. Um, and so, you know, I'll bring room spray in, you know, to make us all feel better. It all smells a lot better. And also just talk to them like when I'm doing wound care, when I'm cleaning them up, talk about something other than their sickness, you know. So talk about oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did they're that. rooting for, or yeah, I don't know. I was just like, like something. Playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. I had no idea, but yeah, wound care is always interesting. That's for sure because mm-hmm. there's like it doesn't matter. No two pressure injuries look the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's necrotic looks the same. Like yeah. wound care is very interesting. That's a good answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and also, I remember Alexis one time calling me after work. She <laughs> that happens to- a lot. Y'all. Yeah, it does. <laughs> She had to like apply pressure. Like this lady would oh, not stop bleeding. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. See, that was like out of the two week range, and now I forgot. <laughs> but I, yeah, I had a woman that had a bone marrow biopsy, and she had a platelet count of like nothing. It was horrible, and um, they didn't transfuse platelets. I go back in like a couple hours after the biopsy to check the dressing yet again, which I had laid eyes on so many times, and this woman had bled through. The dressing um, all over the bed was like 
freaked your daughter out, freaked herself out. Yeah. So I just like slap a gloved hand over it. And like, I'm like, how am I going to like hold this and contact the doctors oh, at the no. same time? <laughs> and there was like a clot on the bandage, you know, in blood pools, it'll clot up for, you know, as much as there. Like, yeah. Anyway, it was like as big as a coaster. And it was just, yeah, yeah. that was interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's just, yeah. Like, Definitely. and it's like, that's another one of those things. Like, that hasn't happened again. And we've been yeah. here for six months. So exactly. I, I have a journal where I write down things <gasps> that Similar. not like trying to like preserve like and not break HIPAA, but like, yeah, it's a journal specifically for like patient stories. And so that would have been good. But yeah, anyway, I feel like we got a couple really good ones out. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Anyways, friends, thanks for all of the questions. Um, it's always fun to hear what people are curious about with nurses and to share a little insight and background into what it's like to be a nurse. Um, and Alexis, thank you so much for coming on the episode and answering all the questions. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To make sure you don't miss another episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a great review. The Wellbeing Podcast is 